Discussions to bring questions. We got real issues that need solutions. We got so many people that need deliverance. From my soul to the church doors. Ain't no more keeping our eyes closed. All these elephants in the room. It's time to take time out with the broom. Instead of sweeping all these issues up under the rug. It's time we unify and penetrate with God's love. Spiritual to political. From astrology to science. From theologian to the Vatican. Let's believe in things is happening. This ain't your average ordinary radio show. Worldwide blessed by the God who make the sun glow. A show that promises to engage listeners in objective conversations and share scriptural truths that transcends one's emotions, personal opinions, and preferences as a means to provide practical solutions and answers to real issues that affect real people by discussing a variety of diverse topics and provide thought-provoking answers to questions that we thought we knew the answers to. I just want to talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to address the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We on the air like, here we go. Here we go. It ain't the same no more. People changing up their game mode. Lord, we on the air to let them know. Let them know. We got our own station now. Talking about the way the world is now. On the air like, here we go. Here we go. It ain't the same no more. People changing up their game mode. Lord, we on the air to let them know. Let them know. Talking about the way the world is now. Alright, this is Death Swig. This is Big Pug. This is Crosstalk Radio. Alright. We got a, a great show right here lined up for you. We got special guests in the studio today. Guests, can you introduce yourself? I am Kenaya Ade. I'm Yusuf's mother. I'm Dorothy Watkins Brown. I'm Stephen's mom. And our biggest fan. <laughs> and our biggest fan. She's the most consistent listener that we have every single show she listens to. So we're gonna we're gonna find a little bit about motherhood and kinda find out about how Pudge was as a kid and everything. It's gonna be a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we're not we're not gonna find out nothing about my childhood because we're gonna keep it moving and skip past those questions. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna marinate on his childhood for a minute. So if you didn't realize this is our Mother's Day podcast, um so we wanted to do something special for uh, all the women out there, you know, uh, and just the mothers, because, you know, without them, we would not be here. What better way to start off than to have our own mothers in the studio? Right, exactly. So y'all probably going to hear some things that we particularly don't want y'all to know, but hey, you know, this is Mother's Day. <laughs> and we're going to be all, all going to be family today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, the first question um what were the principles uh, you tried to instill in your kids? And, and these questions are for both of you. You jump in at any given point. Each question we address will be for each of each and every one of you. I tried to instill integrity into Stefan so he would be responsible for his actions sometimes without me having to get the strap out. <laughs> I hear that strap out. She had to add that part in. She did. <laughs> you just asked about the principles. I tried to instill uh, love of God and love of family. Um, fear of God, not as scared of God, but reverence of God so that 
um, he would always do the things that he was supposed to do, although he didn't always do the things he was supposed to do. Did you get the strap out for him? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we believed in the strap as well. I had to do that. All right, great. All right, good deal. So, obviously, y'all found some joys in motherhood. So, can you share some of the joys of motherhood with the audience out there? Okay, I would say some of the joys of motherhood is um, as you rear your child, watching them as they get older, you know, turn into the person that they were meant to be. And sometimes it's not always who you thought it was going to be, you know, but it's watching them follow their own path and, you know, enjoying the things that they love to do and just watching that from the back seat and then steering and guiding and directing when you felt you need to. That's what I got the most joy out of. Watching them grow up and become oh, yeah. them, themselves. Becoming yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I got the most joy from instilling different things in my son. Uh, for instance, taking him to the drive-in. And I'm still getting joy because he kept the tradition. He takes his kids to the drive-in. Yeah. I'm going to share another one then since we're talking about drive-ins and stuff. So. But, you know, as, as a kid, you don't always pick up on things until you become an adult. Sometimes, like, now, this is where I get this from. This is where I get this from. So, mm-hmm. driving is definitely one of them. And another one is scary movies. Everybody knows me. know I like scary movies. Yes, it's no does. secret. So, yes. I like scary movies. And that came from my mom taking me to the movies as a kid to see Children of the Corn. What? Yeah. Wow. And, um, really? I was, uh, <laughs> she might be getting in trouble now. So, she was a bus driver. A city bus driver. And, she, and I remember this. I was on the bus going, was going home. And it's our last, I guess it's our last one before the bus head to the garage. Like, Steph, you want to see a movie? So I'm like, sure. I didn't know it was Children of the Corn. <laughs> if, if I did, I wouldn't know what Children of the Corn was at that right. point. That was my very first scary movie. So we go to movies. That movie scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and then what made it worse, it's like, you see that dirt moving right there? I'm like, yeah, that's the devil coming out the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she did. And so as I got older, I realized that what it was was she probably wanted to see the movie and then want to drop me off and couldn't find a baby. So that's what I could think of. But either way, I'm a huge horror movie fan because of those experiences. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> so now you know how it happened. Yes, I know the root of you in the scary movies. Now. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, Mom Brown, what's the biggest challenge you faced raising Stephen? I think he was so independent, even at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, one scenario was that we went into Sears Roebuck store when he was about three years old. And I turned just for a moment, just for a moment. And I looked around and I couldn't find him. So all of a sudden I heard this kid and his voice was like an echo. And he said, hey, Ma, I'm up here. And there was like a 75-foot pole going up into the ceiling. Wow. He was on top of the pole. So the fire department had to come to get him down. So they told me to just talk to him. I said, I am. I am. I got a good way to talk to him. Mm-hmm. That was some experience. So I had to keep a closer eye on him to the point to when we went to the amusement park, I actually had to buy a kid harness. And she's really going to tell that part. Oh, oh wow. Yes, Stephen would literally, he had so much energy. He would literally bounce off the wall. I mean, he would run to one side of the wall, jump up on the wall, bounce back off, and run to the other end. <laughs> so he still maintained a lot of that energy. Oh, you cannot be mad at your son. <laughs> he definitely gets that from you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> your turn's coming. Wait, 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 wait. We can't wait to see what she says. All right, Mom, what was the biggest challenge you faced raising me? 
Okay, when you were younger, a similar challenge. You were getting injured all of the time because you would not stop climbing. And he climbed one time and he slid and the pole went through his leg and had to rush him to the emergency room. He had more scars on him. He was always getting injured. And then as he got older, as a teenager, the biggest challenge was for him to understand that the world was not against him, especially school teachers. Every school teacher just hated him. It was never their fault. It was always his fault. He come home, that teacher just don't like me. I'm like, but every teacher in every grade that was the biggest challenge We're like no I think it's you I don't think it's the teacher I can see that I can see that alright this is kind of segueing right off of that question my mom Miss Brown mm-hmm. what was I like as a kid what stood out about me as a kid you love to explore things, find out what made them work. Uh, if I got my finger caught in something, you would look to see how I did it, and then you'd fall out laughing. You thought it was just the most hilarious thing after you found out what Sorry, happened. Maybe we should have prepared them for the question. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, my most important thing back then, I think, that stayed with me over the years was when I taught you what a compound word is. And I knew one day you was going to use it, and you'd probably be the only one in class. So maybe about a year from when I told you about it, you came home all excited, grinning ear to ear, talking about, Mom, Mom, I was the only student in class to learn the compound word. The teacher asked me, and I raised my little hand, and I knew it. <laughs> so that was wonderful. That was such a reward. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, give me the question again. Uh, what was Yusuf like as a child? As a child, um, inquisitive, um, always his own, I guess, individual person, even to today. He, he has a way of making up his own vocabulary, words that don't exist in anybody's language, in anybody's dictionary, but his own. Um, just always inquisitive, um, adventurous, um, breaking things all the time. <laughs> You know, just, I mean, a good old boy. He is just the definition of a boy always in stuff, rough, this and that and the other, but a happy childhood. He was he was not difficult to raise, and that was good. That yeah. is surprising. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's surprising. not surprising. It's surprising. It's just you get what I give you because I have to deal with you. <laughs> that's what that is. And a lot of these questions, Mom Brown's answers, bringing the roots of why you are being <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mom, what's the greatest challenge you faced as a mother? Just as a mom, period. The greatest challenge that I face as a mother, I guess um since I have several children, is I guess trying to make sure that they were that you all were always well rounded. That was the greatest challenge for me because, you know, you all have been in church all of your life. Um, I've been an ordained minister for 30 years. You all knew nothing but church. Mm -hmm. But I did not, and and Pentecostal church at that. Mm -hmm. And so I did not want you all to stand out as strange children. Like, there goes the holy rollers or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. trying to keep that balance. So, we had R&B in our home. We had Mm -hmm. jazz in our home. Mm -hmm. We played games. We went to drive-in movies. We did things that were not, quote-unquote, 
traditional church so that you all were well-rounded. That was the biggest challenge for me to make sure that you all had balance in your life. All right, Mom Brown, uh, what was the greatest challenge you faced as a mother? I think the greatest challenge was being a single parent. I worked three jobs sometimes, and they all fit where I still would have time with the children. Mm-hmm. And my mother was a, a great help because she was still alive, and she was able to keep them sometimes when I wanted to go for social. Mm-hmm. But I made sure we had quality time together because we took a lot of road trips on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was challenging, being a single parent and raising four imagine. kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's great. I was sitting there where she's talking, I just realized, I mean, that's another reason I like road trips, obviously. So apparently, my whole childhood and everything I like <laughs> really transitioned to my life right now. So we're going to take a big 14-day cross-country trip. Yeah. I know. I love people. Wow. Oh, my God. That's, that's horrible. Oh, yeah, that's really? Wonderful. I love it. That's right. wonderful. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, yeah. man. All right. So, Yusuf's mom, <laughs> what are some of the accomplishments of, accomplishments of his that you are particularly proud of or most proud of? I, his evangelism, that I mean, that comes like right, right off at the top. <laughs> right on, I mean, yeah, his, his evangelism because he is true to who he is. Mm-hmm. He is not your typical evangelist that runs revivals at churches. He is real. He is street. And I've watched his life, and I've seen him, you know, uh, get gang bangers together to pray. They came to fight. They wound up praying together. Oh. I'm so proud of him with that and the fact that he's a very good dad as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Those of you who heard our last podcast, you know how much of a, a street man that he, how he is in his ministry, how the different approaches he takes. Yes. <laughs> That's all yes. the outside the box approaches. I'm yeah. not criticizing. I'm just uh, mentioning the leader, leader judgment to the other people who are here. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. My mom, what are some of the accomplishments of mine that you're particularly proud of? One is being CEO and founder of a Christian nightclub called The Sanctuary. Um, the Sanctuary is an event and it's a movement also because we're trying to move forward and get people to come to the Sanctuary so they can get saved, so they can party in a wholesome environment without the liquor and all the cussing and everything and feel comfortable there. We have trivia, we have open mic, we have entertainment there, we have food. And Yusuf has been there. He, he has just helped out every way he can. And I love his chicken wings. So if you come to the sanctuary, you have to try the lemon pepper wings. Yes, mom. So, 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 Get it from, in there. Set me for my house. She proud of me to your pepper wings. That's how we do this here. You can't be mad if she loves my wings. I ain't mad. I'm not mad. All right, good deal. Um. Okay, so Mom Brown, quick funny story about Steph. Oh, there are so many stories. This one is a little raunchy, but it's, it has its own humor. Yes, it does. When when Stefan first joined the the Scouts, they used to have Weibo Scouts during the time, and he had to say the pledge, and the pledge was, "We belong, Weibo Scouts." Scouts. We be loyal scouts was the We pledge. be loyal scouts. And the name of the group was like We Blows, which is like like Cub Scout, a smaller version of Cub Scouts. 
Well, if you know Stefan, he talks very fast. So when it was his turn to get up in front of all the scouts at school, he said, we blow loyal scouts. <laughs> Everybody laughed. Oh, my gosh. He caught his error. His error. So he, he straightened it up rapidly. But everybody was bent over laughing. Because it was so innocent. It was early days. So you're blowing loyal scouts now. Huh? That's what you're doing? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's what you would have never told me. Yeah, I wouldn't have told you. I'm so mm, glad I still didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Fine. I'm going to always remember that Uh-oh. one. Move on, move on. Oh. Move on, move along. Running out of time here. All right, <laughs> no, Miss, all right Mr. We Below Scouts. Okay. <laughs> you write that down. Mom, uh, quick funny story about me. Okay, I can think of two, but the funniest to me. The funniest to me was trying to teach him his middle name. Oh. Yusuf is actually his middle name. His birth name is Byron Yusuf Brown, and he goes by Yusuf now. But trying to teach him his middle name was so funny. We would say Yusuf, and he would say Misif. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Yusef. And he's like, Misef. And I said, Yusef. He said, I said, Misef. And then I tried to use reverse psychology. I said, oh, okay, Misef. Figured he's going to say Yusef. He said, that's what I said, Misef. <laughs> I don't even remember when he finally understood that his name was Yusuf. He just could not get it. That was hilarious. That was so funny. And my father still calls me Misef. He still to this day. Till, to this day he calls it Misef. Misef. Yes. That is hilarious. You said you had two stories? Yes. Really? <laughs> I told you all that he slid down the pole and the pole went through, stick went through his leg and um, got him to the emergency room. And of course they had to pull the stick out and they had to suture him up. And so he was terrified. He saw the needle where they were going to numb him up. So he's laying there and he's strapped down and he's screaming, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. So they let him up, let me take him to the bathroom. Uh He came back, they strapped him back down. He saw the needle. He said, I got to pee, I got to pee. Emergency room doctor said, oh no, you just peed. You're about to get this needle. And it was just, wasn't funny then, but it's funny now. Oh man, I should remember that. You remember that? Yeah, I totally didn't remember it too. She said, I got to pee. I should remember that now. He didn't want that needle. I did. I did. All right. Sister Brown, my mother. What advice would you give mothers out there in general? I would just tell them to love their children, understand their children, let them speak to them sometimes rather than tell them. Grown-ups are talking. You can't talk. I used to do that because it used to annoy me when I'm talking to a grown-up. And we were raised that way. My parent, if she caught me looking at a grown-up's mouth while they were talking, Mm. I might get smacked. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, it's important to listen to your children because if you don't, the street will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Mama Brown (laughs) wholeheartedly. It is a different time, and, you know, a lot of the ways that we were raised were wonderful, but some of those ways, just like Mom Brown said, you have to listen, you know, to your children, and I think it's just so important. I would give other mothers advice. Let your children develop and become who they want to be, and um, don't try to live vicariously through your child. A lot of people, moms and dads, they wanted to be this or accomplish that in their own life, and they didn't, so now they want to force their child to do that. I would advise against that. Let them be who they want to be and support that. 
That's good. Amen. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all. Yes, it is. <clears throat> All right. So uh, since we're already on advice, um, mom, what advice would you give your younger self? If like you yep. giving your younger self advice now, yes. all that you know now, what would you have given your younger self? Be more patient. Oh. Yeah, d- definitely. Be be more patient. You know, um, maybe one or two less behind whoopings. Oh, wow! <laughs> one or two less behind whoopings. You know, be yeah, be more patient and and to listen. You know, a little yeah. bit more than I did then. Yeah, Mom Brown. Like, what advice would you give your younger self? My younger self, um, not to come off as conceited. A lot of people perceive me because I get quiet sometimes. And I'm a person, if I don't have anything to say, I may not say anything. Mm -hmm. And they would say that I was conceited. And one lady proved that I wasn't. She was having a tax sale and I went there and she was asking questions. And she tells her friends now that uh, I thought Dorothy was conceited, but I was going to make sure she was my friend. That lady is now a lifetime friend of mine. Wow. Wonderful. And? Oh, wow. Wonderful. Miss Ann. Miss Ann. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a tough question. Y'all ready? We're gonna give you an easy question. Uh oh. All right. So, <laughs> any regrets as a parent? This one's y'all can just jump in. Whoever wants to go first, go first. Mm, any regrets? I don't have any regrets because it was an experience through the whole thing. Uh, and I love them. Happy about all of them. Uh, each one is different. I even tell my children I don't have any favorites. I have four children. Uh-huh. I have boy, girl, boy, girl. That's what she tells them. And the know. Russian group calls that <laughs> the golden group. But to me, they're all the same because my oldest is my son, my oldest daughter. And then I have two young ones. I have a baby son and a baby daughter. Uh-huh. So there's no middle person. Mm-hmm. So each one, they're special to me. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think I have regrets either. I think everything that there are some things that I may have done differently, mm-hmm. but no regrets because I think you know we learn from even the mistakes that we make, and um, everything that happened happened for a reason, and it makes us who we are today. So no regrets. Mm-hmm. Good, good. <clears throat> okay, um, Mom Brown, did you make any sacrifices to be a mother? And if so, what were they, and was it worth it? I made a sacrifice. Uh, I got married as a 17-year-old, and to me, that was a sacrifice for my youth. Mm. And I ended up having a baby, the first son I had out of that marriage, and a lot of things I could not do with my friends. I couldn't hang out late, you know, and go places I wanted to go. I couldn't further my education at the time, but later years, I did go back. I went to college. I took other avenues of education. Mm So uh, that's about the, the ball of it. That's the was whole thing. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Now I, I realize it was. At the time, I was selfish and I was just mad about it. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I was like, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. What am I going to do out here? I don't even know how to drive a car. I'm too young for this. <laughs> and all that, you know. And I was mad like I lost some time of my life. Mm-hmm. But now when I look back on it, it was supposed to happen so I can have the, the son in my life that I have now. Okay. And his name is Calvin. Mm-hmm. Before we go on, I want to ask a question though. So I, I know what you just said. You said you don't have any regrets and everything's good, but you also said you missed out on some things. Mm-hmm. Did you have, ever go through like a phase where, like some people say, like Michael Jackson, he said he, he didn't have a childhood, so that's why he became more of a child as he got older. Did you go through like an extra party phase, like a maybe a, like a midlife crisis later on in life, or going through like a clubbing phase later on in life? 
Or yeah. how did you regain, you know, with the time you said you thought you, that you thought you lost? I regained it later in my 20s, late 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm still regaining some of it because I still party hard. Okay, Mom, did you make any sacrifices to be a mother? Uh, if so, what were they and was it worth it? Okay, again, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I had to delay uh, finishing college mm-hmm. because um, I married early at, at 20, got pregnant at 19, and I was in college, got pregnant at 19, and wind up getting married. So then I came out of college um, to work. And so I had to finish going to college years later. Mm -hmm. So that was a big sacrifice because I would uh, talk with some of my friends that were in college the same time I was. I started college at the age of 17. And here, four years later, they were done and they had Mm -hmm. their bachelor's degrees and they were moving and I wasn't where they were. So I regretted that. I never regretted getting pregnant and having my son, Yusuf. I never regretted that. But I'm like, okay, am I ever going to get to school? So I remember my mother telling me she was a nurse's aide um, at a hospital in New Jersey. And she said, well, why don't you go to LPN school? Because it's only 12 or 13 months and you can make a good career. So I did that. Mm -hmm. And I was an LPN for 18 years, Mm -hmm. but still wasn't satisfied because when I was in college, that ain't what I was in college for. You know, I was in college for sociology and for education. Okay. So years later, I went back and got those degrees, mm-hmm. bachelor's and master's degree. Awesome. So, right. amen. <laughs> that is parallel because yeah. I went back for sociology and physiology, wow. for social work, and social science. I guess that's why wow. we get along. So, yeah. so. must be. <laughs> All right. All right, we got another question. That we're gonna we're gonna switch things up a little bit. Um, one misconception about mothers. What do y'all oh. think? A misconception about mothers. I think when they start saying uh, uncondi- unconditional love, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a misconception because mm-hmm. sometimes my love is not unconditional when my children are doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going <laughs> to chastise them equally. Mm-hmm. So some people say unconditional love can mean where you love them regardless of what they do, not me. If they do wrong, I'm going to make sure it's reasonable and fair. I'm not going to just beat on my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think the, my my thing is unconditional love. I, I really don't truly believe that for my children. Mm-hmm. All right, Mom, a, a misconception? Okay, a misconception um, that I, the first thing came to my mind, and I think this comes from uh, my husband and I were foster parents for 10 years. And oh, wow. from that, we adopted two children who are both now 21. They came into our lives when they were two months old. Now they're 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the misconception is that most women, once they have a child, they have a mothering instinct. That is a misconception. All women don't. And I used to think that they did too, but my work out there with so many young women that have had children or whatever, and even some that are in my life now that have no idea how to raise children. I know now every woman, just because you give birth to a child, doesn't mean you have a mother and instinct. That is a misconception. That is they have to be helped along the way. Yeah. That's true. I see a lot of those out there in the streets. Mm-hmm. The ones that don't have it in them, that's yeah. testing their kids out and dragging them down. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We're going to keep it positive, but that just, just yeah. made me think about that when you when you said that about not every mother born or has a child born that natural motherly that's instinct right. inside. That's right. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to switch it up a little bit We're going to ask enough questions for y'all So I'm going to ask Yusuf a question 
We both gonna we gonna both tackle the question. All right. Okay. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing crazy. No, no, I'm cool. Yourself. No, no. <laughs> no, no, it's just that you know we you know we asked some questions and and I also kind of pick, piggyback on what I said earlier. Like a lot of times stuff happened in your childhood mm-hmm. or something parents did and you don't never understand maybe until you become an adult or be, yeah. because or be or be, even become a parent. Mm-hmm. So what was something your mom? That you remember your mom doing, uh, I guess, for you as a child, that you are able to appreciate now, maybe that you didn't grasp fully back then, or just something you appreciate about your mom in general. Uh, her boldness, mm-hmm. and when I say boldness, I mean <clears throat> we live, uh, we're from Camden, New Jersey, and you know they call that like Little Vietnam. It's 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 extremely rough. Um, it's extremely bad, and my mother wasn't scared of nothing. Like that was that was a shock to see to yeah. see, you know. I, I'll, I'll give a specific story. Um, you know, it was dope boys all up and down our block all day long, mm-hmm. and I was. They, she sent me to the store to go get something. I came back to the store, and one of the dope boys they had they had took whatever it was. You know, saying that mm-hmm. I bought from the store. So I came in the house crying. You know, she looking like me. What's wrong with me? And um, I told her what it was. So at that time, my father was like. You know, heavy into the world. So she <laughs> called his name and was like, you know, they the dope, but they they messing with him again. And, you know, he was downstairs. You know, he, my father was a DJ too, so he downstairs doing his thing. He ain't really paying my mom no mind. So she was like, so if you're not gonna handle it, I will. Mm-hmm. We had a dog <laughs> named Doobie. Mm-mm. He was a half German Shepherd, half Doberman. Yeah. So she grabbed him, walked down the alley, and told me to come with her and walked inside. When she walked in the backyard. I've never seen that many brothers scatter like roaches <laughs> when she walked in the backyard with that dog. Now, my mother was a hardcore evangelist at that time, so she had a lot of street in her, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the one guy that was messing with me, I still remember like it was yesterday, he was so scared. Like, he would, like, the doobie was literally, like, seconds away from just gnawing off his whole, his knees. Mm-hmm. And all she kept saying is going, she was going off telling him, you don't mess with my son. You remember this face? You better not ever mess with this body that. And he started crying. Dope boy crying. He's <laughs> like, please, man, please, whatever. Just don't let the dog out on me. And, and every since, and I was just in awe of my mother after, yeah. after that. But, but it was funny because after that, they started looking out for me. Just because mm. of how much my mom scared them. That's what's okay. up. Yeah, so okay. it, it's always her bonus. I've seen her walk up on a dead corpse on our street. We was on our way to church one day. A body already dead, just laying there. And um, and uh, she literally started doing CPR to the body. I mean, I didn't know it was already dead, but God was just laid out. And this is on our way to church one morning. I've seen her do that. I've seen just recently, too, was two years ago. We were uh we're, we're in Atlanta, Georgia. So if anybody know uh, about the hood, it's called the Bluff. Our church is out at the Bluff, uh, standing on the corner, singing and ministering to people. And a fight broke out right in front of us. And mm-hmm. my mother, literally, we were singing a war song, walking on all four corners of the street, mm-hmm. right of Joseph E. Boone and Larry, uh, aka Simpson and Ashby. Those those ATLs. The West End, ain't it? Yeah, the West yeah. End. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and literally. She just was clapping and warm with the song. She just said, I'm going in. And we were following her. And she literally, like, was singing a war cry song and walked right in the midst of these people fighting. Mm. Mm. To the point where they realized quickly what was going on. Well, I, the Holy Spirit just took completely over to where they literally stopped fighting and became extremely apologetic. 
they were apologizing like crazy. But they were, I mean, it went from cussing, fighting to apologizing. Wow. So for me to see a woman do all of that, yeah. you know, it's, it's it, her boldness. This bottom line, I've seen a lot. I've seen when we was young, she would make us Saturday go outside and stay on the corner and sing songs. While she evangelizing to the dope boys and everybody else, prostitutes, everybody else to walk by. So this is how I was raised, seeing yeah. her boldness. So it's kind of like hard not to be bold. I have to live with a woman like that. Well, did you realize that was what was going on then? Like when she said, you said she had made you stand out in the corner saying, did you like that back then? No, we hated that. We hated that. Me and my brother and my sisters, we kids. We don't want to stand on the corner singing church songs on a Saturday. But it worked, right? It worked. I want to be watching Kung Fu every Saturday. So you end up becoming a street evangelist. Exactly. And your brother's what? He started off in advance. He's a pastor now. Wow! Look at that. You know, uh, my uh, both both sisters are seers or prophets. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's like you said. You hearing the stories about your mom, you see yeah. your life right now. I, I see it unfold. You know, in front of me, I see why everything that she had us do, the purpose behind it. Yeah. There's times when I I, I go places. And I'm not scared to do something because she already took that away mm-hmm. as a child, you know. Wow. So, yeah. so it's nothing for me to go inside a second club and get on their stage and rap about Jesus because the fear is no longer there to mm-hmm. go into the world and do something. Like if I had not experienced that, I might be scared like every single time. Wow, that's dope. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, there you go. Shout out to. Uh, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Now I got to find a cool story to, to track down. <laughs> no, but um, one thing I always noticed, even I don't know if I realized it much as a kid, but my mom, she always nurtured my gifts and my interests, mm-hmm. no matter what it was at the time. Because as a kid, your gifts—not your gifts change, but your interests change. Yeah. You know, I do write. I still am a good writer. I don't. People, I think, don't know that. But my mom's always encouraged me. Like I wrote little children's stories when I was a kid. She had them wow. published. Wow. You know, um, when I got interested in space, she signed me for every space program Bridgeport, Connecticut, could ever offer. Like every <laughs> weekend, I was in some kind of space camp, space program. Mm-hmm. And then I even, um, she even found a program for me to go to space camp in Florida. We lived in Connecticut. And so she found a, a way I could do it. So I had to write an um, essay, which mm-hmm. again, here comes writing. So I had to write an essay, and I actually got approved for a scholarship, full scholarship to Space Camp wow. in Florida. So what oh, we did, wow. we packed up from Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we drove all the way down to Florida, road trip again. Yeah. And she, yeah. back then, I could help drive. So she drove all the way down, 22 hours straight. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Well, no, no, I'll tell you, that, that was a different trip. But we drove to Virginia, then we cut the auto train, then we went mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. And, we, and we got a resort, and then we then I went to Space Camp for a whole week because of uh, her showing it, you know, sharing... Um, just compassion and just mm-hmm. supporting my interests. Then when I didn't want that anymore, I wanted to go into carpentry. She mm-hmm. supported me in carpentry. Then when I didn't want to do carpentry anymore, <laughs> I decided that. Just make up your mind. Because all these things I was interested in, these are still things I still do to this day. Wow. I still do carpentry. That's wonderful. I still write. Mm-hmm. I still, um, I still, I'm still interested in space. I don't want to go to space, but I still like mm-hmm. science and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when I wanted to get into radio, Outside, that's what I that's what I want to do. She found every single radio school you can find <laughs> in the state of Georgia. And the next thing I'm going to auditions go, and stuff like that. You know, I thought I wanted to be an actor. I'll sign up for an audition the next week. So no matter what I thought I wanted to do, she's always there. That's wonderful. So the radio thing. Yeah. I did have an opportunity to work on radio, which I did before I got here. Now I'm doing my own podcast. So right. there we go. That's awesome. Okay, and then when I decided to do the sanctuary, not only did she help with the sanctuary, get the information to do to help do the sanctuary, she joined the staff. All right, <laughs> right. Sure. So it's like no matter 
what I want to do, she's always been supportive, and that's that transcends to me too because I'm very supportive of people in my in my family and in my circle. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not even an option if someone around me is doing something that I, I, I'm feeling or I can support. Mm-hmm. I want to be there. Yeah. Only thing is, I'm in Atlanta now, so it's like five events every weekend, but. Mm-hmm. You know that that comes from being raised that way and just seeing mm-hmm. how important it is. Like when you want, when you have a dream, when you have a calling, you have a passion, whatever. And for anybody to support you means a lot. But let alone your yeah. mom to join yeah. your team and just yeah. be there. Yeah. You know, same thing. I noticed it with my sister. My sister wanted my little sister. She wanted to be a dancer. She was in dance, ballet, jazz, tap my whole life. Mm-hmm. Now she works in modeling. Now, in modeling too. Now she works. In Universal Studios, wow. now, she's a dancer. Universal Studios, she has, her, she does stills. Matter of fact, she came to Sanctuary Studios. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. She, she won Entertainment of the Year yeah, at Universal. So, her division. Oh, that so, is awesome. So that's one thing that I always say I, I do appreciate. But my mom is that she's all she was always supportive. Wow. Thank you. I just have to praise God for it. Though. Yeah, that's wonderful. Though. I just have to that's wonderful. Thing, she was always creative. She always came up with cool little stuff for us to do. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like she said, she was a single parent. Mm-hmm. But we, I don't feel like I missed out on anything in my childhood. Like she found all kinds of community events, free. There's a lot of free stuff that she always <laughs> find to do. Like and like summer camps, everything. Like all kinds of programs. Every any kind of program we want to do. She found a way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, even to this day. They wanted to go to summer camps, so I went to a camp and found out how could they get there without having to uh, pay for it. Mm-hmm. So the, the counselor told me if they became junior counselors and they trained for a little while. So I put two of them right in right <laughs> as soon as he told me. I <laughs> brought them back the next week. Yeah. So they got free camp for that. Wow, exactly. There's wisdom there. Yeah, so all kinds of free stuff, all kinds of cool things, creative things. Like we go to the park, we do all kinds of take road trips. I remember she took us to movies. We spent the whole day in the movies one day. We saw three movies back to back in the movie. <laughs> and that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I paid for all three. Stuff like that that yeah. she is still to me and I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. Like we don't spend all day in the movie, but we spend all day watching movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that's so that's the same stuff we do. You know, I support my kids and, and that's all, you know, because that house instilled in me. So thank you again for mom for supporting me and just the cool little creative stuff you do. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. That is so You're fantastic. Very welcome. <laughs> It's so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's all my questions. Plus, you got anything you want to throw on them? Or? Uh, I mean, I guess we should. I guess we should end it off by. Um, well, I want to end it off saying something to my mother. You can end it off saying something right, to your mom. Oh, you already said something. Well, mine's personally. I just want to say that, mom, you're awesome. Oh, like, thank like, you. Like, I mean, I mean, and. We know we have a close relationship, so it, I mean, when I say awesome, you know what I mean like awesome for real. Like I can mm-hmm. still call my mother um, and be a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. not a mama's boy. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. So true. you know, but 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 if I still want to go there, I actually can't. I've I've seen you like hold our whole family up. Mm-hmm. You know, even even um, from prayer. To just look, it's been three months and we ain't got together. If everybody, uh, when we get together to eat, mm-hmm. you know, so you are the backbone of our family, you know, and that is a great honor, you know, saying because because yeah. I mean you you really, I, I I mean me I always feel like I have the greatest mother on earth hands down, like nobody can top my mother, <laughs> you know, but but I feel like every competition, you know, but I feel like every child should yeah, feel like yeah, that about right, that's right. Unfortunately, they don't, you know. Yeah, but I'm just letting it be known that I have an awesome mom, and I love you for everything that you've done, and I really, really thank you for um, even the, even the things that happened to us that we feel like was wrong back then. You know, I'm thankful for it because 
you know, y'all instilled in me um, how to be a man, mm-hmm. how how to just uh, have integrity, how to know, make choices from right and wrong, and you know, mm-hmm. y'all did y'all job. Y'all did y'all job, and I'm just I'm just proud to have. And I'm saying y'all because even though it's Mother's Day, my father still plays a huge role in, yeah. in all of this. So mm-hmm. I can't like not say y'all, you know. But um, I just love you, y'all. I love you too. Aww, that's thank you wonderful. So much. Yes, yes, that's, that's what the show's all about. Yeah, yeah. Top that. Top that. <laughs> Gonna have to get some <laughs> tissue pretty <laughs> soon, right? <laughs> that's up. We need right, tissue, know, right? <laughs> you turn into a competition. The whole was a tragedy. But well, I got candy man. Wish my mom happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> On video. <laughs> anyway, so while we're on that band, I just want to give a shout out to all the moms out there that's doing it. You know, we can't be here without you, right. period. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you, and obviously we're here. You didn't get that abortion. So thank you to all the mothers who are out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you to my wife, my sisters, my sister-in-laws. Shout out to all the single moms out there doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, just happy Mother's Day to y'all. Keep doing what you're doing because your role is important. I think it's probably one of the most thankful roles that people just overlook a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, just thank y'all for being great moms. Yeah. Uh, Yusuf, you want to give a yeah, shout out? I just want to shout out to all the single moms. I know a lot of women that are single parents. And as usual, y'all know me. I salute y'all because um, it's it's that's something that I just can't even imagine. Just you know, you know, especially the ones that have more than one child. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 y'all are really doing it. Like y'all, y'all on top of y'all thing. Y'all handling y'all business. Y'all making sure like the balance that both our moms was talking about. Y'all have that. I've seen a lot of y'all like go through just just because you know you just have one income or three incomes, but you're that one sole body mm-hmm. that's putting in that's all that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And 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 I and I a lot a lot of brothers you know get upset when I say this, but to me it's just the honest truth. Like women have strong backbones. There's a lot of things that women can handle that men would just fold up and cry and run about. I just strongly feel that because I've seen women endure certain things that I know certain men could not. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. all the single women out there, I really, really salute y'all. Yes. Good. And now we gotta do our usual shout outs. Oh, we gotta give it up to Tokyo. Tokyo, Tokyo. we love y'all. <laughs> we love we, y'all. We absolutely love y'all. Y'all have been our number one fan since we started this. Yes. And we cannot just thank y'all enough for being for constantly tuning in. Like every week, we just want y'all to know that we love y'all all day long. All day. Germany, too. Germany, appreciate you stepping up, listening to us, and supporting us. Yes. So we're going to list our, our top cities that we have listeners in other cities, but the only ones that these are our top cities mm-hmm. right here. Wow. So we'll shout out to Stone Mountain, Georgia, Millersville. Thank you so much. Yes. Morrow, Georgia. Yes. Shout out to Fayetteville. You know who's in Fayetteville yeah. listening to us. Yeah. Shout out to Fayetteville. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. Conyers, Conyers, shout out to Conyers. Shout out to Conyers, definitely. Menlo Park, California. Thank wow. you for tuning in. We yes. really, yes. Really, really appreciate, appreciate you. Douglasville, Georgia. We appreciate you tuning in. Mount Holly, New Jersey. All right. Thank wow. you for tuning in. Philadelphia. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for everyone who's always who's tuned in consistently. The new listeners, the faithful listeners, and uh, just thank you for your support, your prayers. And like I said, like I always say, if you got anything you want us to talk about specifically, hit us up, crosstalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's crosstalk with a G, uh, K. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Happy Mother's Day to all the Mother's Day. Love Thank y'all. you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>